Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Three, two, and one. Welcome to the JT and Looney podcast. Episode 151. I love having all this basketball drama back with the Lakers sucking and the Golden State Warriors sucking. What's going on there? But it's always fun to have the basketball drama back. Bet Online is your number one source for all your sports betting needs, which includes wagering on the National Basketball Association, better known by its gangster name, the NBA. Head to betonline.ag and join and get your 50% welcome bonus just for being friends with JT and Looney. Now, it's got to be your first time signing up at BetOnline to get that 50% welcome bonus, and you got to use the promo code Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Believe, as in the Believe Radio Network. B-L-E-A-V, Believe. Use that as your promo code. You put in 100 bucks, you'll get $50. Really cool. Bet online where the game starts, and now the podcast starts, damn it. For those who are watching the video version, I have a space scene behind me, and I thought it would be appropriate today with the earth in the background in space because I wanted to lead with Elon Musk. Oh, yeah. He's a guy oh. that likes to live out there in outer space. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I really believe he is the smartest guy in the room. That's Do very you? important. Yeah, uh-huh. because he is the smartest guy in the room, all right? Oh. So let's get into this. Albert oh, Einstein, if they were in the room, and Thomas Edison were in a room, or Ulysses S. Grant or Abraham Lincoln, or usually the smartest guy in the room is pretty obviously he's the smartest guy in the room. Did you hear the press conference? Though He's so low information did you hear his press conference last week i did and i think a lot of the things you can poke holes at you always talk about choosing to look at the wart on lincoln's face okay instead of his entire body of work okay elon musk is definitely out there a bit but anybody i live in vegas as you know where they have the boring company where they're where they're building and boring underground Mm -hmm. so you can get to the brand new convention center which most haven't been to to Resorts World, the newest strip going over $5 billion with a B dollars. You can go from the convention center to the lobby of Resorts World and sit in a Tesla with no driver because of what Elon Musk is doing. And then he puts rockets into space, and then the rockets, get this, I know it's hard to believe, they come back and land. They don't break open over the sea, and we have to go fish <laughs> right. them out of the ocean right. like the old capsule. He has them land, and then he has Tesla a car that is brilliant, and now we bought Twitter. And the Twitter thing, I think, is really weird and way out there. Right. And I've been a Twitter stock owner. I, I despise Twitter on some days. I'm addicted to on other, others. And the reason we're leading with this, because he's asking his employees to come back to work. And he's asking his employees to work harder. And he's telling, and he's lightly threatening his employees. He's lightly threatening them by saying that if they don't agree to the new hardcore Twitter by 5 p.m. Eastern on Thursday, as we record this on Wednesday, that he'll love to give them three months severance pray. So they're fired Mm -hmm. and they got to come back to work. How do you feel about this? Well, uh, it's, you know, ultimatums are never good at work. You know, he is the boss. He's running the company. Uh, and I think that it's I think a lot of people aren't going to come back to work. People are uh, I think people reassessed during the pandemic what's important to them. Those some ended up loving their family more, some less. <laughs> and some people wanted to end up staying with their family more often and enjoyed working from home and never want to go back into the office or get in traffic again. Some of those people aren't going to come back. You know, it's never good to give ultimatums at work. 
Uh, it doesn't, it's not, you know, it's, you don't feel like there's a team effort going on. So I'm not quite sure how I feel about it. He does own the company and asking people to come into work isn't the most outrageous thing to ask your employees to do. But as some, someone who's been working from home and feels like he's playing radio station from home, like I'm 12 years old and having a ball doing it. And you've been working from home smelling uh, your wife's meatloaf rather than the musk of other guys you're working with. Uh, we, we, <laughs> that's a great description of what it's like to work from home compared to working in an environment with mostly men right. who, who used to wear khaki pants. Now they don't. They wear like flip flops and right. shorts, even yeah. at night to work. But yeah, I, what, so that's I, I gave you a long non answer on that because yeah, I'm, I'm not quite sure how I feel about it yet. And him. He's, you know, sometimes you hear him speak, you know, this press conference, he seemed pretty low information. On the other hand, when he talks about outer space, boy, does he light up. And well, make, he's yeah, it, really incredible. Smart. Yeah, and he's a world renowned guy. And here's why I think this I is love his cars. Yeah, his cars. Everything's amazing. His rockets. And what he's doing with Twitter is really unique because it's like Uber. Like I have Uber. I use Uber. It's barely. And I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It's barely ever failed me once. I mean, the prices are right. really cheap. They pick me up at home. I stay out to like I think Uber's amazing. Deal, and they come and pick me up and they make no money, right? They lose like billions of dollars a quarter or whatever, hundreds of millions of dollars. There's no plan for it to make money because it's such an amazing service. And we have a lot of companies that are recently so good. They're so unique when it comes to social media and other products. Pro, uh, products in the digital world that they don't make money. They don't turn a profit, but they're worth so much money because of the amount of people they engage. With. Amazon didn't turn a profit for years, but they knew that, you know, he knew he had a great product that was the future. And eventually they, they did. The best example would be Facebook. You know, I love the stock back mm -hmm. in the day. I love the company and they bring in like $28 billion. They actually bring it in from ad revenue. That's real hard money. And then, people rip on the stock for other reasons or the company, they don't do this right. Or that he's spending too much. Well, they're making real money and they're losing money, but there are companies like Twitter that you look at it, unless they start charging us for Twitter. And the debate now is, would you pay for your check Mark at $8? Mm -hmm. And some people are saying, hell no. And Whoopi Goldberg's getting out and other people are jumping off the platform. But for people who need that platform to get their message out, that's really great value. Only $8, a coffee, a black coffee and a latte combined oh, there you go. online every day. Is that well, you're, yeah, oh. you're the, the amount of people that people waste on water. Yeah, on water, be, bottled we, water. We, we, bottled water and coffee would easily pay for that check mark to make a lot of arguments for that. So basically, he's telling people to get back to work and it's a global company. But let's just stay in San Francisco. Okay. I'm an expert on San Francisco because I live there. I used to live there. And when I look at San Francisco, I'm watching the, the fall of the mighty city and the decay of San Francisco. Mm -hmm. No debate. The nicest areas in San Francisco, people are defecating in public. There are needles. There are crimes. Awful. And Twitter's based there. So he's coming in and he's got to be all over the world. He's in Germany on a Tuesday. He's in L.A. on a Monday. He's in New York. Right. He's at a rocket launch. And he's basically saying, hey, I evaluated the company. We don't make any money. We, we need to make a lot more money. I got to get rid of a ton of people to make budget a, he, which he did. I can't charge per person. You hear this $400 a day, average cost per person, not per team. Like the group of guys that Looney works in the newsroom with per person on food. You can eat whatever you want if you're there. So he's cutting all costs. And then he finally said, Hey, you got to get back to work and you got to work hard and you have to work longer. 
And everyone around the country, from the girls on The View to Stephanopoulos this morning, everybody's now in a panic that this multi-gazillionaire is telling people to get back in their cube, get back in their office, be more productive, and engage in their jobs. I think he nailed this 100%. I totally support him. Yeah, as one who has not worked in a cubicle, and I know you worked very briefly in a cubicle, I, it's hard for either one of us to stand on a soapbox considering what we've done the last 20 years and 30 years and, and tell other people to go work at cubicles. But one side note, I've, have you ever seen an ad on Twitter? Yeah, you can. Where do you see ads? Where do you see up. ads on Twitter? I don't there'll see be a ads link. On my... They'll be on link on that, but they're trying to pick up their their Twitter ad revenue. And well, they better. Revenue. I've never even seen an ad on Twitter the way I'm using Twitter. I, I so that's a yeah. They better find a way <laughs> to put ads on Twitter because I don't see any. It really feels like it's one of the only things left in life that are free. Doesn't I it? know. You really <laughs> yes. pay, like it's really, really free. So why so, did he buy it? It's but a, the topic, <laughs> every good topic is a jump off topic. All the fake consultants in radio who never did a segment, they'll all tell you, take the topic right. and have tentacles, even though they can't do radio, they piss <laughs> down their leg if they had to. But let me get back to this. Right. My son who edits this podcast is going to graduate from college and we communicate on this podcast. And my other son who's a sophomore in college, have one dad, which is me. And I started off in a boiler room, started in a boiler room, yep. which meant that when I was selling stock, there wasn't cubicles. There were long desks as far okay. as you could see to the left and to the right. We were told to have $2,000 suits, not 200. It was a buy-in, right? So to get us into debt, to mm -hmm. get us to work harder than we want to spend money. I had a Porsche at the age of 21. True story, I was making six figures at the age of 21 to 22, fact, not fiction, because I worked in an atmosphere that we had to work so hard and were judged on 100% commission and value. And the only way you could do it is maybe 1% of the people had a, a rich dad or someone who would buy a right. stock for this, but we had a cold call. So I grew up in that setting. And then when I got into radio, and I did, when I got into radio, I ended up going into these large studios with bullpens at seven, eight, nine guys and one right. girl in a right. bullpen. Yeah. And we all exchanged ideas and in the studio with a board op and all that. So I believe you do your best work when you're around people. I don't think you do your best work traditionally when you're home. Okay. You pause as you're writing code or doing something. Go, I'm going to go get a glass of tea. I'm going to go take another phone call. I'm going to walk the dog. And I think Musk is generally telling these young people, because they're all young, the way you learned how to do it, time out. I'm going to show you my way. Get your ass in the building and get back to work. And here's another thing, too. I don't think there's anything wrong with asking people 20 to 40, especially to come into work. Yeah. 20 to 40. That's what I think of all the great friends you've met, the relationships you make. And that's who the romantic relationship you have many times between 20 and 40 are with people at work, whether you work. Uh, on a boat, in a restaurant, in a boiler room, at a radio station. That's what that's the age everybody was when we were there. So I also don't think I also think that there can be different rules for different people of different ages. And you always have to be careful with that, with HR and everything else. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think a lot of times for people, you have to. Have, and I think for the most part, I bet you anything in Twitter, there's not that many people over 40 working at Twitter. So it's probably not the hardest thing to ask people uh, to come into work. And it might be annoying for somebody who's 45, 50 or 55 well, and, 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 and doesn't need to go into work to flirt with everyone at work. I, I'm a big believer in social interaction in the workplace, yep. which means working hard, having a separate area at work where you're not distracted. 
mm-hmm. right? So if you're in a cube, you have, you notice the cubes have higher walls or you have an office. Right. So you're working, but then when you get off of work, hey man, where are you going? I'm gonna catch the train. Hey, let's go get a beer. That's the that's the that's the world I grew up in. My right. nephew, my oldest Me nephew, he's got a big job in New York City. Hybrid can work mostly from home. And I always said, and he's really structured and a good guy, but I tell him all the time the best part when I was your age is that when we were done work and we all went out. Yeah. We all went out after yeah. work and we blew off some steam and did all that. And I remember the early years, and this is Steve Jobs at Apple, the early years of Bill Gates at Microsoft, the early years of Zuckerberg at Facebook and now Tesla, and all that. Oh, look, there's a ping pong table. I didn't have a ping pong table, Tom. That's a great ping pong <laughs> I would have liked to have got up from my cube in my I office and said, right. oh, I'm going to play ping pong for an hour, and then I'm going to go downstairs, and the chef is going to make me whatever I want. He's going to make me that, and then a side dish of whatever I want, and then when I'm comfortable, I'm going to go up to my office and be productive. The funny part about it is that's what these kids are doing, and they're doing it well. They are super productive. Oh they are the God, smart yeah. generation, so they can play ping pong and go to work. I just think Elon Musk is kind of sick of that atmosphere. Maybe it's because he's been hanging out with the space nerds all this time. Well, I do like that right at the end there, you point out that we can't spend too much time bitching about the young who built the platforms for us so we could bitch about them. <laughs> We've got to be uh, real careful about that. Thank you, uh, young people, for inventing Facebook and Twitter and Zoom so we can uh, open up our microphones or, or pull out our keyboards and uh, and yell about your ping pong tables. It is. Uh, I, I love the evolution of technology, the evolution of look, at it's, it's fascinating. Yes, there are other, the evolution of language. Anything you want to talk about that's going on in our lifetime, the evolution of conversation about things we didn't used to talk about before. I love it. I don't get anxious about it, even if it makes me uncomfortable at times, because I love the opening of the mind, figuring out the moral blindness of our times. And uh, you and I have always been pretty good at that. Not um, I better than you, I think, and not and not screaming, get off my lawn and taking a look at how are things are changing and finding the positive where they are. I don't know that. I don't know that Twitter was the best investment. Now he knows no. more about business. Than it I. doesn't look good. It doesn't it look does, good. You know, he MySpace has. wasn't a good investment back in the day, even though it looked like it was the future. And we can name a lot of others. What I find fascinating about this topic about returning to work, it's, it's something I'm paying attention to because mm-hmm. in radio, in radio, it's also a young person's business. There's plenty right. of guys like me in my mid fifties and, engineers in their 60s and other people but you know i want to see people come into that atmosphere of radio right again and come to work and see what the energy is like when there's breaking news instead of looking at what twitter when you see breaking news you know a lot of times you look up at a tv yeah used to be on the ap wire it used to be on the internet now it's instantly on your phone but when you're around a lot of people and that happens you get opinions quickly this coach just got fired you got six people in a room Six different opinions. Right. Well, they should have given him more time. Well, he didn't have a good quarterback. When you're at home alone and your dog's next to you and you live in an apartment, you're not going to have any reaction, real reaction in real time with people there. And, you know, and, my- people, to ha- and people to say, hey, be careful that you just you just misspoke or uh, don't, don't go on the air with that. That's wrong. And when you don't have a, an extra person at the house. To, to help you out with your show or with your newscast or with your podcast or sportscast, yeah, you really can run into a lot more trouble than if you're with a team that reminds you instantly that you just misspoke. 
And I think I have a problem with this hybrid, not the hybrid so much or the people complaining. I put out a tweet on this article of Elon Musk and you read the responses and the responses are just all over the place. Like that, you won't believe the response. Well, you, sh- I keep, I, I've been yelling. No, I, I want to read those responses. Oh, the podcast. God, I want to have a. Okay. I want to have. I want to have knowledge for the podcast. It's the worst part of Twitter or any any platform is the high school comments from strangers. So when my dad was going to work when he bought his first home and only home in North Massapequa, Long Island, and he'd get up in the morning, put his suit on, grab a briefcase, and we're talking in the '60s, '70s, and '80s. He would get and drive, and there was no internet, and there was no cell phone. It wasn't invented, okay? There was nothing that you could look at other than something called a newspaper. Oh, yeah. So he would get on the train with a couple of people and interact with them. Actually, some buddies of mine's dad, so that was cool, and he'd go in. And then when he got into the city, when he got to Penn Station, he would then have to take the subway to Chamber Street downtown where the federal building was, the mm. World Trade Center in that area. And that was... That was the 70s in New York City, Son of Sam, chaos, oh, yeah. graffiti everywhere. Yeah. It was a gauntlet. It was like San Francisco in 2022. <laughs> Great segue. So my dad was able to survive that. Think about that. That was survival, right? Everybody that you didn't know on that, what, what were they carrying back then? What were they doing? So then my dad, because he, uh, he had his own accounting business on the side, but he had a big government, government position where he went to work in an office tower and was leading a lot of people. When he would come back and run that gauntlet, which was a long 90 minutes, it wasn't 40 minutes to get home. You got to take the subway back to Penn Station. And then after Penn Station, wait for your train and then go another 45 minutes to Long Island. Oh, then drive from the train station to your home where he walked in the front door. Imagine what he saw in the course of a day, let alone leading people and working. And my dad was able to do taxes on the train because he had a tax business on the side. So that's how he was productive back then. He didn't log into a laptop or look at his phone. He was able to make money for the family by doing another service, kind of do a tax return or part of one on the train home. So my point is, all these kids who are told to go back to work, they've lived in a land of luxury. They've done the hybrid. They eat from home. They get their food from work. They do this. They don't have the pressure of someone looking at them other than on a computer. And I think that's going to hurt society in the long term, the, the oh, lack of interaction. I, uh, well, it, yeah, yeah, a different, uh, different topic. But, yeah, I just also think that just because someone might get it easier, just because I had to pay off my college loan doesn't mean that I should – you know, yell at somebody else who might. Why didn't you wait? Bernie would have paid it off by now. Right. <laughs> he would have paid it off by now. I you don't. Could have, you got to have a half a million dollars in debt. I, he would have wiped I, it away for I, you. I, I don't, I'm not a high school girl. I don't get a, a jealous over stupid shit. And if somebody else gets a break on something I didn't get a break on, good for them. Good for them at living when they're living. Nice and it, Yes, yeah, and, nice. Uh, it, big deal. I got you. Know, I have to take care of my own life with the breaks I get or don't get. But if somebody else gets a really cool break, wonderful, because uh, life is, uh, you know, there, there's choppy seas that we're all navigating and somebody else has a moment where they don't have a wave as big as I did. Good for them, because life is tough. They'll have other big waves. And the same thing with you. I don't think it's necessarily going to be bad for society that so many people get to work from home and actually be with their children or be with their loved ones. 
Uh, I do think that it will just be different, but I don't think it'll necessarily, will there be good aspects and bad aspects? Yes. Just like with the internet, it's overall an incredible positive on the world, but can we find negatives, even revolutions or uprisings or, uh, or January 6th events that might not have happened if there was no internet, of course, but there's also wonderful new governments in Egypt. Etc. I don't know if the new government's wonderful, but the bad one, the, the last one was, was bad. I doubt any of those governments in Egypt are good, but I know. I, 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 I need to rephrase that. Right. But I think that's probably. Yeah, but let me say this. Let me but, push back. But what on I'm saying is, okay, go okay, go ahead. Go ahead and push back. I just think when, when times change, of course, there's upsides and downsides, but I think we're always changing for the better. But the key to this Elon Musk topic is, is when the boss asks you to go to work, you get your ass back to work. That's the really big theme of this, the big picture, because what's happening now, and I'm hearing it from uh, you know, kids my son's age and a little bit older, is that they now have a choice. Get this. You can go on an interview for a really good job. A buddy of mine who lives in Long Beach, his son lives in Chicago, true story. He goes on a job. He's really sharp, really big education, and he went on X amount of interviews, and he got about eight or nine offers. And he wow. decided to look through all the offers, told his dad about it, and picked the best two. And then the one he took, and he loves to work, was a hybrid where they said, well, you know, you can come in three days, four days a month, work from home the rest of the way. He liked it. It turned out to be what he wants to do, whereas others now don't have that. So you're still, we always think about there's only this much or there's that much of it. No, there are some companies that will always require everyone to come to work because right. the owner of the company who built the company and the ceo might be a family member say this is how we became successful there's no hybrid there's no one day a week you're coming in dairy farmers have to come to work and work with the cows every day right, right? people yes. that people that work shout out to my cousin farm. nick right nick yep. but so the people now who can deal with finance who can deal with software who can deal with a lot of other categories of our workplace environment who don't have to come in I get it, but Elon Musk is different, and Bill Gates is different, and Warren Buffett is different, and Jamie Dimon, all these really successful leaders in this country. If the boss says, I want you here, I want to look you in the eye, I want you to see your supervisor every day, I want you to ride the elevator up to your office, get your ass in the office or quit. Show you got the balls to go do something else, walk across the street and get a better job. And even if somebody younger now doesn't like your philosophy about that, they do have more options. Everyone has more options now oh, sure. to, to reinvent themselves. Everyone of every age can reinvent themselves of every, of every age. Thanks to the Internet and TikTok and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You can in Snapchat and LinkedIn. You can find ways to reinvent yourself. And everybody knows, I mean, if you get around or if you have a social life, knows somebody who has in one way or another or who has had their little side hustle explode into a full-time job. You can really do that now uh, more than you ever could. And so it is, uh, if you, there's always that option to, uh, and maybe not for somebody who just has a brand new baby and they need to buy diapers. So they have to hit, click that link and say, I'm in on the hardcore Twitter, even if they're not. Sometimes we have to do that in life in order to pay for the diapers now, uh, and, and then we can improve our, our livelihood later. Well, I'd love to see, you know, Elon Musk gave him a deadline. I love deadlines. That's like in the movies, <laughs> deadline. Okay, you got you to gotta make up your mind by 5 o'clock Eastern time on Thursday. 
first off, Elon Elon Musk doesn't need to be told he has balls or not. He's one of the richest men. That right. He's fine. He, he secured that category. But I'll tell you who has to have balls or not is the person who's sitting behind that laptop at home going, holy shit, he's serious. I got to click on this link or I'm getting a three-month severance. That's it. And I'm not going to be a part of working. For Elon Musk, that's my other favorite topic. You, you were, you were, you, Jack Dorsey owned Twitter, ran Twitter. Jack Dorsey, all the disarray of him leaving. Elon Musk buys it, not a, not a trust fund or or a conglomerate or some type of hedge faceless, fund a faceless, a faceless corporation. Right. Elon Musk, the most unique person in the world, and you get to work for him and maybe impress him, and you got to click on a button and say no. No, I don't think I'm going to come into work. I think this story is going to develop in the next couple of days, and it'll be something fun to talk about. And for those who are out there at my son's age looking at us with a hybrid, just remember the one bit of advice I wanted to give. Yeah, the more people you meet in the workplace, and you made a great point about human resources. Holy cow. You could screw up. When I grew up in the business, you could screw up 50 times. Oh my it wasn't God, even yeah. human resources. And if no, they were, you were having beers with them. Now you right. could screw up once and not even think you did anything wrong. And they call you into a meeting and say, uh, we'd like to terminate you. And you go, what? So working from home, there is a benefit to that. But going into the work environment, the relationships I built with people so quickly, because we all had the same thing in common. We were working in a similar position for the same goal. And then when we went out, we wanted to know more about each other's personal lives. And I don't think anybody can debate this issue. We're losing a ton of that. And we're losing all of that. And one final point, what about commercial real estate? What are we going to do? Walk by these skyscrapers, Tom, for a hundred years and just walk by them until they fall into decay and no one's going to work at them. We're going to make them all into condos or tear them down. Yeah. Things change. Uh, times change. We had to do something with the train depots. We either tore them down or turned them into restaurants, right? And it was it'll it'll be the same thing. We've doing the same thing with malls. Remember how long before the rest of society, I was boycotting malls. I was mallophobic. Remember, I used to say I don't go to malls. And Amazon came along, saved my life. God, I never have to go to a mall. Changed so, your life. Uh, saved, you mean changed your life or saved your life? Both. <laughs> but now, if you'll go on YouTube and look at dying malls. The mall in Elmira is featured in that one. You know the mall. You know what the name of the mall was in Elmira when I was growing up? The mall. <laughs> and uh, I hate to. I hate when I have to come over the top and trump you. Excuse yes. the pun, especially this week. But we had the original, the biggest one, the mo- most famous one, the Sunrise Mall. Sunrise, in Long Island. That was that was the most famous one. Is it dying? At one point, uh, you know, I haven't been back in a while, okay. but I assume it it has. Oh died. yeah, it's it, the, the, some of those will probably be turned into uh, living quarters, I suppose, or something. You know, where you pull up the garage door, which used to be Spencer Gifts, and it's. <laughs> That's now your apartment. Uh, but I, that's, I, it, you know, times change. We're going to have to do you know, brick and mortar companies like, uh, like we're talking about and tall skyscrapers aren't going to be necessary. At Fox Sports Radio, where we used to, uh, to work, the fourth floor is gone. Now, all of the muckety mucks were on the fourth floor. Now there's no fourth floor. Remember, we used to talk oh. about the fourth floor. Yeah, I'm not living in the past past. But, It'll sound but, like it, but we lived in the glory days of that company. Yeah. Actually, people yeah. enjoyed going out for drinks and actually enjoyed. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we had our Christmas party at the Beverly Hills Hotel. 
And uh, then a few years later, when they had new owners, we had it at the pizza place across the street <laughs> during the middle of the day on a Friday during when our show was on. Right. So I'm uh, also looking change. forward to the award that they never sent to me in the mail, which was really how we, we ended. So abruptly and classless i thought the one award i'd get is still the only radio host to take anyone else out for drinks that is true that trophy i, I got the, the picture yeah you got the picture i remain the only radio host in the yes. in the entire lineup that bought a round of drinks and uh no trophy there but i missed well, i think you favorite. bought the first two but then you said i can't buy three because uh we have a mortgage at home and there was too many, there was like 18, 25 people there. So. No, I bought the first two because I had to go back on the air. A lot of times we had a, <laughs> the, the pre-show meeting. You know, I had a two-beer two limit. But back to the skyscrapers. You know I like sports art. I don't like Van Gogh's. I like sports art. I right, like yes. A picture of Jim Brown framed. I don't like art like what right. you have behind you. Uh, I, what I like I like skyscrapers. I like really big buildings. I like the competition to build a bigger building and office space and all of that. And eventually people need to get back in those offices and be working. We had a pandemic and now that evolved into working from home and then the hybrid. I, I keep saying hybrid because I like a hybrid linebacker. He could rush the passer, but he could drop back and cover a tight end. There aren't many of those out there. And I want to see people probably enjoy the hybrid or get back to work, not work exclusively from home. We had Franklin Delano Roosevelt who said, what we have to fear is fear itself. John F. Kennedy said, do not ask what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. JT the Brick says, I don't like art. I like tall buildings. <laughs> I did. I did say that. Excuse me while I'm, while I'm doing the podcast. I'm texting my wife okay. the Taylor Swift concert code. And she has to be in line all day for the biggest concert story in American history. Let me repeat in the history of America from Elvis to the Beatles to Woodstock. I'm including Woodstock. There has never been a ticket fiasco like this. It's crashing Ticketmaster, every venue, every football stadium. She has 10. She had 10 out of 10 songs in the Billboard top 10. Not the same song, 10 different songs at the same time. Never been done. All the Swifties, all the young girls and the women my wife's age are trying to get tickets to the show. Some say eight-hour waits. And the resale value on these tickets that are 180 250 expensive, they should be. She's an amazing artist, are now going for 10000 a ticket. Wow. Seventeen five in the first row. And it's chaos because everybody's getting teased into saying, well, if you have a Citibank or an American Express Platinum or you have this credit card, you could get in line first for preferred tickets. And it's shattering the world because no one can get their hands on these tickets. Can you and I, I, this is a rhetorical question, most likely explain the economy to me one day, you know, you, you log on to, to, to Drudge Report and the sky is falling with the economy and inflation is up 20 percent. But then again. In L.A., I'm looking around. There's all these people, people with Teslas and people paying ten thousand dollars for a ticket to go see Taylor Swift. And, and unemployment is as low as it's ever been it in the low. history of statistics. But isn't don't we have this chaotic, weird? Uh, I didn't take calculus. I got all the way up to trigonometry. Maybe I should have taken calculus to understand our economy. right now. Well, there's inflation going on and there's the consumer price index and there's the stock market. <sighs> And there's unemployment and, and there's the interest rates, interest rates. But 
in the long run, in the short term on this topic, I think a lot of people made a lot of money. There was a lot of mm-hmm. generational wealth made over the last 10 to 20 years. Mm-hmm. A lot of people had some pent up demand because they couldn't spend their money in the pandemic. A lot of people are hurting. By a the way, people- true. I, I, I was never so excited to go on a vacation uh, other than to go see my mother, who was uh, who, who was sick over the years. And so I did that during the pandemic. But I didn't go on a real vacation when I went to Mexico. I was so I was excited like I was a 10 year old kid on Christmas. So I said, why is this? And it was for the same reason everyone else is traveling. And the, you- supply, and the supply and demand. Taylor Swift, for this example, her show and her w- music is so popular now, kind of like Adele here in Vegas, where she canceled and train wrecked her initial launch of her residency here in Vegas. Right. People bought tickets. She decided not to do it. She's doing it again. And the demand is just as high. There are certain things in our economy that have high demand, other things that have low demand. And now when you look at concert tickets, still a pretty high demand because a lot of performers, as you know, weren't able to perform during the pandemic. So you couldn't see your favorite band for two years. And then after the pandemic was slowing, if it is or not, now they're ramping up to go on tour again. And they're only playing one night in your city instead of coming back twice a year. So this concert industry, which I keep a really close eye on because I live in Vegas and we have all these venues, ticket prices have never been higher, but you can always get a ticket. And that's because of the secondary market. There's always someone willing to sell you their football ticket or their concert ticket. You and I share Irish roots and I have a movie recommendation for you. It's an artsy fartsy movie. So you'll have to Google if you have an art. I believe you have one artsy fartsy movie theater Mm -hmm. that has independent films in Las Vegas. It's called uh, The Banshees of Innerishan. And it's uh, an Irish you know, an Irish, a uh, bunch of Irish people who live on an island. It's actually filmed in the Aran Islands where I have been. I went to Ireland for three weeks, tracing roots when I was a boy. And it's a guy. Oh, and, and I, I want to give you who stars in it, too, because mm-hmm. it is Phil. It's, it's uh, Colin Farrell. Yeah, I've seen that a lot. The commercial, they're running lightly, uh-huh. putting it out there a little bit. So uh, Colin Farrell, I've always liked his work. And, and the, you'll be a little bit distracted because Brendan Gleeson mm-hmm. has a very Andrew Ashwood feel to the way he his size his mannerisms oh my god you will that'll be distracting for you but it's on a remote island off the coast of ireland and patrick is devastated when his buddy Combe suddenly decides he doesn't want to be his friend anymore and uh the, the most normal person on the island is the special needs kid who says what are we all in eighth grade right <laughs> and oh my god and because friendship is so important to you and i and our Irish roots are important to you and I. The beauty of the film of uh, from 1922 Ireland is gorgeous. And the texture of the film, the plot, the storyline, I think you'll love it. Well, here's a big one, big follow-up, because I'm going to ask you for your review. Uh, is it boring? Or will people get into the movie and enjoy it when it looks like it's really boring on the previews and the commercials? Will it get oh. mass in the theater or to press record or download it. Is it that good? This isn't for fans of Spider-Man who think Spider-Man is the ultimate movie. Not the not a big Batman or Star Wars people who want to see, you know, this is a story. This is storytelling. This is art as storytelling and storytelling as art. It's a great film. You have to be, you know, it's, it's, European movie making is patient. You know, an old person might take 10 minutes to open up a bouquet of flowers because it's wrapped too tight in the plastic. Right. <laughs> Not in this movie, but that's a tip. I saw that in a, in a European film once. You'll you'll be fine with it. 
will everybody with hearing my voice be fine with it? No, because we're used to immediate gratification with everything we do, including our movies. This is long form storytelling in the great country of Ireland. And it's about friendship. And that's the, that's what will really keep you a friendship. It's beautiful. It's great storytelling, but it's not for everybody. Can I share with you when I'm watching? Yes. Okay. So I'm watching Yellowstone. Okay. Five, Kevin Costner becomes oh, powerful. You know, I've only seen the first episode Fantastic. of the first year. That's it. So I'm watching that. I'm watching the new season of The Crown. Okay. I've seen a couple I'm of those. The, I'm the only podcaster in the history of podcasting <laughs> to see all of Downton Abbey, all the Downton Abbey movies, all of The Crown. So that, that puts me on a rare group of podcasters, and everybody criticizes. The Crown is... People love the crown so much that they criticize the characters because they get older. The queen, there was the first queen, the second, right. now the third. So everybody has a problem with the new prince. Oh, so, so I've seen two episodes so far. Have you have you enjoyed it? Yeah, I have. Because I have too. I'm fascinated on the Princess Diana years and the yeah. actress plays her and all that. So we're just starting that, which is really good. And then my wife is watching The White Lotus. Oh, I've actually place. seen a couple of those. It's taking yeah. place in Sicily, right? In Sicily, yeah. very interesting cast there, too. Doesn't have me completely hooked at that point. So those are three things in my wheelhouse that I'm watching there on top of sports. Thank you for listening to all 36 minutes and 36 seconds of the JT and Looney podcast. Powered by Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.